Hey guys, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast of Faith Church Indy. I'm Claire Kingsley, and I'm here with Pastor Joey. Hey everybody, and we are here in sunny Florida enjoying a condo that was lent to us by some people in the church who were sharing the wealth. It's pretty great. We can see the ocean from where we're sitting here and recording. Mm-hmm. So work is not so much work at this point. Exactly. We should point out, though, that it's not just the two of us here at the condo. We're joined also on this podcast, special edition podcast here. We are joined by Pastor Nathan Kingsley. Yep. And husband. who you guys are married. Yes. Yeah, and right. um, Jenna Weisman. What? My wife. Yes. Hey. Hi. High five. The woman behind the man. Mm-hmm. Is that terrible? Is that no. terrible? You want me in front of? No, I don't. But no one will, because no one will see me if I'm behind him. I like it. That's the way you like it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we uh, we're hoping that you guys can add in as the podcast goes on um, some of your nuggets of wisdom. Absolutely. We are very good and well known for our nuggets, as well as comedic effect. Awesome. Fun fact, Faith Church. I hate the word nugget. It's true. She does hate the word nugget. Every time we head west towards Iowa, as we're coming into Illinois, there's the Little Nugget Steakhouse. Mm, and yes. every time I say, hey, we should stop at the Little Nugget. And every time I tell him to shut up. Well, let's see how many times we can squeeze that word into this. <laughs> or squeeze out some nuggets. I mean, into this podcast. <laughs> let's squeeze out some nuggets, guys. <laughs> oh. So uh, we oh, are on sorry. our series in Philippians. It's not quite over. We have one Sunday left uh, next Sunday or this coming Sunday, Pastor Tom is going to be preaching on all four chapters of Philippians. And um, on Sunday, Joey, you taught from verses 10 through 23, from chapter 4, the very last part of the book. And um, it has one of the most well-known verses, not just in Philippians, but even in the New Testament. It's often misquoted, uh, the verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So let's start there. Why don't you clarify the meaning of this verse and how it fits into the context of the other verses in your sermon? Right, yeah, like this is a great verse that people use all the time for like graduation announcements and by cross-stitching on a pillow or whatever because it sounds so like Jesus is going to help me and that's true. But so what's going on here? Uh, the, The Greek literally says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Uh, but a lot of translators have said, if we just translate it word for word like that, it obscures to the, the meaning to the point where it's almost a mistranslation. Because when Paul says all things, the context is all of the things he just referred to in verses 10, 11, and 12. You know, he knows how to be in abundance or to be in need. He knows how to go hungry or to go full. He knows how to be in want uh, because of the one who, which we're assuming he means Jesus, because of Jesus who has strengthened him. So when we talk about the verse, we tend to think it means like, oh, you know, Jesus is going to help me do some amazing faith thing for him, and I I could do any faith thing for him if he just gives me the strength for it. And then we wonder why he doesn't give us the strength. Well, he's not really talking about giving us the strength to lead a revival. He's talking about giving us the strength to face suffering, like Paul. Okay, thank you. So... Um, we're going to, even though this is a special podcast, we'll do the same two questions for you, Joey. So first, what's one thing you had to leave out on Sunday mm. because you were cut for time, even though... I did go nine minutes long. You did. And so, yes. you guys, if you have not listened to his sermon, you should pause this podcast and go ahead and listen to the sermon from Sunday. It's worth your time. It's worth the time that it is 44 minutes mm-hmm. um, and every part of it is... Um, worth it. And so, Joe, you didn't cut very much because you had so much to share. I did, and it's really obvious that I did. I re-listened to it, and like I can tell when I know I have too much material because then I just talk really fast. 
It's like, so you can't even listen to the sermon on one and a half speed because I'll just be incomprehensible or less comprehensible than normal. So what are some of the things that you could have even shared oh, yeah. even more? Well, there, there's a couple things. I, I talked a little bit about Paul uh, and the verb, I have learned. You know, he says, I have learned what it is to be content. I have learned the secret. Uh, the secret, the word there, is a technical term used for initiation into the mystery rites, mm. which are like the, mm. the mystery religions of the time around Paul. So he's using more technical information or more technical vocabulary than we would usually expect. He's like, oh yeah, I've been initiated into the secret of enduring suffering. And what's fascinating about it, of course, is it's not about the, the secret itself. Like we translate it, I have learned the secret as if there's some specific information that we need. And if we just had that information, we'd be able to suffer like Paul did, and we'd be great, and Jesus would strengthen us. But the emphasis is on the learning process. Um, so I have been initiated into, uh, is a, maybe a better way of saying it, I've been initiated into the human lot with all of its ups and downs, or the human condition. So mm -hmm. it, there isn't secret knowledge out there that if we could just get our hands on it, um, we'd be able to suffer like Paul. It's basic life in Jesus uh, going through stuff. Nathan, since you're here, why don't you, um, I don't think Joey would mind if you added in, what's something that you, uh, as you're listening to a sermon, wish he actually would have included or maybe you dove a little deeper in? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think as we read the New Testament, we see plenty of examples where Paul goes into great detail about the sufferings and trials he's had to suffer for the name of Christ, uh, being shipwrecked, being stoned, uh, being imprisoned, being beaten with rods, 39 lashes, everything. Uh, so I guess I would have maybe liked to hear more about what does that mean for us practically in Midwestern America in 2019 if Christ can help us to endure all things and he strengthen us through all things, what are those all things for us that we need to be prepared for? That's a great question. So mm. Joey, go ahead. That is a great question. I think... Um, we should just clear the pulpit for this Sunday and let Nathan take that question and, and really drive it home. Or show up on December 29th and maybe I'll preach on that. That's right. On National Let the Youth Pastor Speak Sunday, Nathan will be up the Sunday after Christmas and he has not yet chosen the topic. So this could be it. Whoa, yeah. hold on. We're yeah. letting going, him pick? He's going to preach on all things. Whoa. All things. All, all things. things. Okay. I'll Man, be sure to so, be there. Well, okay. I think it's a great question and I wish I had taken time to go into it and made the sermon 15 minutes too long. But... Um, Paul talks about needing to be strengthened and strengthened in all of these things, referring back to, and we automatically, I think, just refer to the negative ones of being in want, of being hungry, of not having enough. But he's also saying he needs to be strengthened when he's facing abundance or when he's facing plenty or when he has enough. True. Uh, we probably fall a little more in that second category of like our lives are so incredibly blessed compared to 99% of people throughout history that we need to be strengthened to face the radical abundance of what we have without assuming it's all on us or that we did this all ourselves or we're such great people have, have, you know, who just happened to be born into this era, into the families we were born into, into the wealth that we were born into. It's a, it's a lot easier to say like, oh, this is just what I have and you know, I earned mm -hmm. all this than to recognize that no, it too is, is a gift from God, our, our, our location our temporal location, our geographical location, our material location is all a gift from God. And if we don't realize that, then pretty quickly we'll just assume, no, it's all me. 
That's mm -hmm. maybe one of the ways we need Jesus to strengthen us against self-reliance and mm -hmm. self-autonomy. Mm -hmm. Or we don't even recognize those things as gifts and feel mm -hmm. like we don't have anything. Right. Yeah, right. We, I mean, you could, you could go down to one outfit of clothes. Like, you could give away everything but one outfit and still be richer than 99% of people in humanity and history have been. Mm -hmm. So we're And you would well feel off. with that one pair of clothes that you have nothing. Yeah, you and have nothing. You, and you're suffering. Yeah, and suffering. Man, you're really giving and sacrificing for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I just think that word that come up, comes up a few times in the passage, the word content mm -hmm. or contentment, um, fits in well here. Like we're talking about ultimately having this idea of contentment in our situation, um, whether in wealth, actual wealth, or the lack of it, mm -hmm. um, but also in life circumstances. And so regardless of all the things that Nathan will be preaching on, right, is all to, the goal is to have that contentment. Mm -hmm. And where does that contentment come from, Joey? I mean, the quick and easy answer is it comes from Jesus, right? Um, Paul uses there, we talked about this some in the sermon, that same word that the Stoics use, like the capital S Stoics, the Stoic philosophers use for self-sufficiency. Um, and by around Paul's time, the word had started to get a flavor of more general contentment than self-sufficiency, but writing into a heavily Greco-Roman context in Philippi, I mean, this, and quoting Stoics as he does, or alluding to Stoics as he does, like this, it's obvious what he's trying to do here, that, yeah, I have learned in all situations to be content, to only rely on myself. And yet he turns right around and says, I've learned to be content because of Jesus. And I think of, you know, we, we ended the sermon with the story about visiting Jenna's grandmother. And you know, I think about her and uh, something that hit me afterwards, I wish I'd said in the sermon, is that she has so little. And yet I think her world is so much bigger than mine. I mean, we've, we've gotten to travel all around the world. We've gotten to visit people in different places. We're vacationing in Florida right now. I mean, it's great. But her world is so much bigger than my world is because it's so much deeper. Her relationship mm -hmm. with God through Christ is so much deeper that the whole world is opened up to her in ways that I hope someday to experience. Do you think that's just um, time? Yeah, I, I think it must be. Some some of it's got to be time. I think some of it has to be what she's gone through. And I think some of it's grandma, too. I think, yeah, I think Because grandma. when you were telling that story, I was remembering um, grandpa was a pastor, and on Sunday morning, um, once when I was probably five, she gave me a quarter to put in the offering, and they didn't have much. Um, and as we were walking across, she was just, we were walking across from the parsonage to the church, she was just telling me what a joy it is to give back to the Lord and she taught me this little song that she's like I want you to sing this whenever you put things in the offering to remind you that it's it's a joy to give um, and that we should always be looking for opportunities to share what we have with God and his people mm -hmm. and I mean that that comes from deep inside of you not just a person who's like well I'm getting through the hard stuff mm -hmm. so that even wraps up to like the end of the text that we studied about giving and right. giving um, sacrificially and joyfully, and it's uh, um, pleasing to the Lord. Right, right, and 
Yeah, verse 19 is another one of those like often quoted verses that's, again, sort of lifted out of the context of like, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ yeah. Jesus. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll take that. I will take those needs. Um, please yeah. give them to me. Um, I don't know if Paul there is like making a promise or stating a fact. God will supply all your needs. The only thing I'm really confident about in, in that verse is that uh, there's no time-based promise. He will supply. Now, in the future, in eternity, that's, that's up to him. Um, if you are in Christ, you will not end up deficient. You, yeah, you will not end yeah. up on the, uh, on the, the negative side of the friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, before we wrap up, Joey or anybody else, what's one joke or illustration or personal story? Jenna, you just shared a personal story. I'm so glad you did. Um, something that you think you could contribute to the topic of this Sunday sermon. Hmm. I mean, I wish I had said that Paul got stoned. I'm so glad that you didn't. Yeah, you would have have, lost it. I would have cried for a different reason than I did at the end of the sermon. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so funny. On a a more serious note, Jenna, uh, could you maybe share, if you feel comfortable, why hearing... Joey, talk about your grandmother that way brought you to that emotional state? Yes. Um, my, my mom's parents, my grandpa and grandma, um, have always been super special to me. They, they didn't have anything really to give us physically, but they would give us time and they would give us love and they would give us like cranberry juice at three in the afternoon when grandma took grandpa his little juice snack before Jeopardy. Um, And so we just always knew how much they loved us and how much they loved Jesus. And when my grandpa was in the last few years of his life, um, one of the, he had Parkinson's and he was just, he had really gone downhill quite a bit um, to the point where it was hard to have a conversation with him, Um, but he could always pray. Mm -hmm. And, and on the last time that we saw him was Easter Sunday, the first Easter that we were married. And um, there was a bunch of family in town, and we all went to Friendship Village where they lived, and Grandpa prayed for Easter dinner. And it was like, yeah, it, it was a sermon, but he didn't say anything the rest of the time. And it was just such a deep, like, memorized habit, I guess. I don't mm. know. It was so far inside of him that it didn't matter that everything else was gone. And that, like, that's the last mm. time I heard mm. my Grandpa talk. Mm. And so hearing grandma pray unexpectedly um was really was really special i mm. think so it was yeah. reminiscent of yeah. a few years grandpa, and, you know and you told yeah, me like, for both of them they have so uh so worn down deeply worn down the paths of prayer in their lives that even when most of their mental abilities are gone they can both of them could just walk that path effortless mm-hmm. effortlessly mm. yeah do you ever remember seeing their prayer life, witnessing their prayer life as a child? Oh, every day. Yeah, what if we it, would go and stay like? with them for a long weekend, every morning we would have breakfast and it was shredded wheat and it was milk, which is disgusting, but my grandpa loved it and he put honey on it. It's disgusting it's, how you say milk. I'm I sorry, I can't say it with an eye. <laughs> and then every morning we would start the day with our daily bread and they would read the thing and we would pray together and that's how we always started every day and i suppose for 
people of our generation that maybe feels really rote, but it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that they spent time with the Lord outside of that, but that was like the thing that they did every morning. Didn't matter. I've, I don't even know if Grandma gets our daily bread anymore, but I've seen them around her house until recently. Um, and whenever I see one, I always think of having breakfast with Grandpa and Grandma. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I love my grandparents so much. They're so special. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Well... You've just shared so many nuggets. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so glad your grandma has so many nuggets to share with you that you could share with us. It was a a gracious thing for her to do. (laughs) And how cool of a moment was it for Anna, your daughter, to have that moment with her great-grandmother? Yeah. um, That hopefully that'll be a memory, even though she's only eight, almost nine. I know. That she'll have that memory, hopefully, for the rest of her life of her great-grandmother. I like that. And every time we go to Spain or whatever with the students, Anna usually goes to my parents' house. And Mom usually goes up once or twice a week to see Grandma. So Anna's had lots of opportunities Mm. to spend time with my grandma, even outside of time with me. And I really, that is, I love that because there's just something about Grandma's faith that I think is palpable, Mm -hmm. even if she doesn't talk about it anymore Mm -hmm. as much as she used to. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Any other stories? The joke would, would be quite appropriate right now. Nope, unfortunately not. I don't have any jokes that come to mind. Although I did appreciate your Frozen and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. references. Thank you. Thank you. Took me a second to get the second one, but Good. it worked. That's the way I like it. Mm-hmm. What does that say about Nathan, that he got the Frozen reference but didn't get Mm. Yeah. He's so hip. He's a big Disney fan. I am very hip. Yeah. He's, he's hip like to the times. He's got the songs from six years ago, but not the songs horizontal? from 36 years ago. Hmm. Down. Yeah. Those are horizontal stripes or perpendicular? The horizontal. I'm sorry. I just really have a hard time with two lines. Those. Perpendicular requires two lines meeting. Right. Horizontal or vertical is, I think, I know. And for. people say that, and I always forget. We'll have a math lesson after this. It's vertical just, stripes would make Nathan look like a watermelon. <laughs> Why? Because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> you took it there. <laughs> it's true. Joey took it there. I didn't. I, I didn't just went where anything. his brain was already going. <laughs> well, anyways, you guys, that's all we've got for today's episode of Cut for Time. We're so glad you stuck with us. It's a longer episode, um, but I hope you felt like it was worth your time. And if you enjoyed the podcast, take a few seconds to leave a review. The more reviews we get, it makes our podcast more visible to others who are searching for the content and our church. Oh, and I would say share the podcast with someone. Yeah. Share right? the wealth. Share the wealth. Share Thank the you. Wealth. You're welcome. Tell Would that be our tagline for send this it, week? Send it to a friend and say, hey, man, you don't have to give me your own podcast recommendation back. Like, we're even anyway. But <laughs> and sharing this with maybe you. this friend has never heard of podcasts before, and right. that opens their world to a whole new world. A whole new oh, world. Oh, I see what you did there. Thank yeah. you. Nathan's just thinking, he's like, I could show you the world. The little one. Shining, shimmering, splendid. I wasn't allowed to watch that movie growing up, guys. She was wearing shells. No, you're thinking of The Little Mermaid. We're singing Aladdin. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking of, I want to be where the people are. Yeah. You're right, I am. (laughs) 
I was like, I don't remember her wearing shells. And we didn't have a TV growing up either. Did you have a problem with a tiger? Or? Well, Jasmine's abdomen was showing, so. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. So, um, any other? Your Joey, what's your final nugget of wisdom? I guess your it's, sign off. I guess it's share the wealth. Uh, or no, you know what? My final nugget of wisdom is podcast recordings are more fun with four. <laughs> Agreed. And they also take yes. longer. Yeah, they take a lot longer. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe people will give us some feedback on, was it worth listening to maybe a more entertaining podcast for a longer period of time? Or, um, or is it not? I'm sure right. everyone thinks it's I think we might need to have a... Or do you want nuggets with sauce? I think we need to come up with a podcast of things we can't squeeze into Cut for Time. We had to cut for time from Cut for Time. Yes. So, we'll have to start another It'll podcast. Be cut from Cut for Time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C4C4T. I love it. It just rolls right off the tongue. Mm-hmm. I'm giving, I'm giving because I love Jesus. I'm giving, I'm giving because I love him. Paul's saying, hey, I've learned how to go without, and I've learned how to not have enough, and I've learned how to be shipwrecked, and I've learned how to be persecuted, and I've learned how to be stoned, and I've learned how to do all these things through Jesus who strengthens me. (laughs) But in the context... (laughs) So we we stumbled there a little bit. I'm guessing on the phrase, be stoned. Paul's learned how to be stoned (laughs) through Jesus. Well, the Jesus juice is the best juice, so... I could do all things, including be stoned. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm Bring it together and I'll, I'll just go back to where I was. <laughs> it wasn't even like a build-up. There was just a, <laughs> it was just an eruption. It was like a like a, a hose under pressure that said, you know, like in those... Like a firefighter's hose? It wasn't even yeah. sure if she sneezed or not. That's how <laughs> no, unexpected it was. It's like, it's like pressure peaking... <laughs> The valve Sorry. is busted. I need tissue. Laughing. I'm like sobbing. Here, we have tissues. Those <laughs> weirdest. <sighs> this is why Jenna edits my sermons before I preach, so I can say things like, "Paul got stoned on Jesus." Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I wish you all could see. Too bad this isn't a video podcast. I know. It's so good that it's not. Ooh, okay. We're very professional here. Yeah. Very professional.